Thanks for the hospitality, President. Um, Mr. Burns. Ahoy, ahoy. You take it easy. The gender is... It's a boy! Did you just assume my gender? Huh? Huh? Sasha Banks says it's boss time. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, yeah, like you don't know. Her actions have disgusted me. Hello there, and welcome to Steve and Steve in the morning with Steve and Steve. Steve? Uh, well, Steve, how are you getting on? Steve here. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Nikki is gone to Curry playing tag rugby like a big black rock college heading him. And uh, Gordo is, <laughs> we've added him, we've rang him, nothing. Gordo dead. Yeah, R.I.P. Gordo. He might pop in a little bit, but. Either that or all the allegations finally caught up with him. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. In, in which case we, in which case we completely disassociate ourselves with all actions. Here's all becoming of Mark Gordon. Gordo, who is Gordo? Never heard of the guy. Oh. Oh, Rory in the chat. He's like a big black what? It's like <laughs> Black Rock College head on him. Oh look! Oh look! Oh look! Oh look! Perfect! 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 Hold on. Hold on now. Hi, you live? Hey, welcome to Steve and Steve in the morning with Steve and Steve. How are you? Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot you <laughs> What's the story? Uh, I'm just finished up there, but I'm getting the bus home at like half eleven. So. Oh, we wouldn't have had time so for sweet, sweet yeah. pork meat. Yeah. Try not to cry, but yeah, I'll give you a call later on. Okay. Any any crack out of you know? How'd your driving lesson go? But I only killed four people. Well that's good. So you're getting yeah. so that's probably like three stars on Grand Theft Auto, so that's not too bad. I the helicopters didn't come out though. Oh no, no army yet. That's not too bad. <laughs> it's not too bad. Okay. Goodbye. I know, I stay on. Right we we need a third. <laughs> we can't find Gordo and Nikki's playing tag rugby and curry. What? Yeah, so it's Steve and Steve in the morning with your host, Steve and Steve. Oh. <laughs> What's the traffic like? like? What's the traffic like? Give us traffic report out there. Shite, people are so angry at me. Oh. All the time. <laughs> I just meant like... Because I'm a learner driver. Oh, good. <laughs> what else can we so ask really you about? really angry. How's... I can't out three times. <laughs> How's Lakatalia looking for traffic now this time of the day, Kira? Grand. Grand. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get you a job in Galway VFM. <laughs> Anybody dead? You want to do the death notices? Um, it's not really morning show content. My though. soul. Your soul. <laughs> <laughs> she never had one of those. She never Go had away. one. Go away. Go away. Go away. All right. Okay. Get off the phone. Okay. okay thanks for the traffic report. Bye. <laughs> well, that was good. Ah, bless her. And now we got all of our uh, morning show gags out of the way. Later, meet a woman who does something. I should have prepared a gag for that. You know, these morning shows you have. Meet a woman who has built a house using only gingerbread men. 
That's <gasps> a shit. How? I, I'm going <coughs> well, to stay you, tuned for that. You will have to. 11.30 GMT. But coming up, after these commercial breaks, find out how Steve and Steve ended up as Steve and Steve on the morning show. <laughs> oh, God. Live. Yeah, we can't, <coughs> can't find Gordo. Um, we assume he is still alive, but he's he can't be woken up. Gordo's asleep, Gordo's asleep. Maybe arrested, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. Unconfirmed um, reports coming out of Garda Station in Galway that Mark Gordon has in fact been arrested. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. We we have sent our correspondent Kira to the scene for more information. Yeah, I'll, I'll ring her when she's on the bus and ask her about the traffic on out the tomb road and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the listeners, you know. Oh, I didn't have time to get jingles and shit, but look, it is what it is. Fitz, how are you? I am decent by it's been a long fucking two weeks covering more than my fair share of work in work so i'm glad that people have decided to come back from holidays and pick up their own slack Mm. how was the how was the first week fitz i have had the longest week of my life i cannot begin to describe to you how did you ever find time going backwards i can confirm time can go backwards i've been sitting at a desk doing nothing for five days five long ass days I you tell do you what, sitting at a desk <clears throat> not really um, <laughs> which is a bit of a problem at the moment <laughs> there might be a conversation had next week wink but look we'll see <laughs> <laughs> there was nearly a conversation Fitz you you know me I, I wouldn't mean to this whole corporate nonsense <laughs> you mark now everyone and everyone I work with is, is genuinely lovely and I get on with everyone but this was a, I started at 10 on my first day and at 2 o'clock is this thing called a stand-up and okay. we had to, and then you, you know you introduce everyone blah 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 blah. I don't know if I should be saying this in case anyone listens I'll say it anyway I'll, I'll think about it and edit it out <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the live listener part um, you go around and introduce yourself and wh- like it was like who you are where you're from and uh, what your superpower would be seems innocuous enough but to me highly cynical man who can't be dealing with shit like that I nearly ran for the door and went back to my job that I hated <laughs> and there's no reflection on anyone there it's just I assume it's the way you know things are done there or whatever it's um, called working in a positive environment it can get fucked I work in negative environments it's where I thrive okay <laughs> I can't be dealing with this sort of nonsense oh my god I tell you what if there was no ramifications I would have just ran out the door it's like you know what if I had a bit more money in my bank account, you know, I'd be out that door. No bother. If I could sustain myself for six to eight months without having to worry about anything, gone. Like, see you later. You're so, well, no, I don't mind. Happiness is not a, it's not a priority for me. It's, it's just, you know, normality. Just normality. It takes me, was it Wednesday night? It took me an hour to get home. And mm. to many people, that is nothing. I understand that. But I'm used to walking five minutes to work and five minutes home. It's a huge change. So. so you're just going to have to move your house out beside work? Hell no, because then I have to commit to it. I don't like to commit <laughs> to things. <laughs> it's a big commitment and I don't want to make it. Yes, we'll see. Ah, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Look, at, look, it's like when you start a relationship for the first time and you're, you know, you're a week or two in and you're thinking, ooh, I don't know if she's the one. But she... except, except you know without all the banging 
Yeah, that's 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 where I was going. I was like, that's what that that's what keeps you around is that sweet, sweet, tasty love. But you know, that comes when you get paid. <laughs> so so you know that first good paycheck you get, you're like, oh, that's why I'm here. Okay, that that that's okay. <laughs> I think I'll stick around now and uh, those hungover Saturday mornings where you're cuddling on the couch and you're wondering what's going on. That's what keeps you through those moments, man. <laughs> so I'm a little confused. When does everyone bang each other? I'm so confused. Um, that would be at the Tuesday afternoon stand up. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. I was so close to saying a time machine and running out the door. <laughs> it's like, what a way to leave a job on your first day. <laughs> but, uh, ah, look, I'll get over it. Yeah, but, um, yeah, right back to my old job. You know what I'm saying? No, where everything made sense. No, that, that's gone. <laughs> RIP. <in business. laughs> oh, stop. It is actually, they kind of jewed me over. But look, <laughs> uh, that's a conversation for this afternoon. And I walk out there and be like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, how are you anyway? Oh man! So last week we were all going to Dublin for an old stag party. Remember we were saying that last week. So mm-hmm. myself, Nick, and Pad hopped in the car Saturday morning and drove up to Dublin. The big smoke, a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, I wish. Uh, go through the first toll at Ballinasloe. You know the the Irish institution of Ballinasloe. Mm-hmm. Coming out of the toll, and most the car was acting up a bit. She was struggling to get up to. To up to speed and there was a little bit of a smell coming from it like oh fuck anyone who's a car knows that you know any sort of smell coming from your car or any bit of performance issue is usually never good <laughs> uh, so drove it on and she said okay she seems fine moving on moving along 80 90 mile an hour so we're flying grand didn't think anything of it go through the next toll there at uh where is it enfield same thing happens after fuck's sake so we we're going straight to the foot golf place down tala and the google maps was bringing us down the m50 to go out there and i was like fuck am i bringing this now on the m50 in case i break down like a fool i'd be one of those schmucks that decided a motorway not a chance so i told nikki to find an alternative route off the motorway which he did so we went back roads to tala and every time we stopped at lights or junctions the waft of either clutch or um, braking overheating pungent like I mean nice. you could not hide from the fact that this was coming from my car uh, for fuck's sake so put, finally got to there no other issues like it wasn't overheating wasn't doing anything got us there I thought oh, for fuck's sake how the fuck am I going to try to get this down am I going to have to ring like a towing company and get my car towed down to tip to my mechanic how the fuck am I going to get back to Galway am I going to go to Dublin and get steamed tonight you know there was many questions going on in my head at this stage so naturally, we went out for two hours and played foot golf, um, which was actually quite fun, to be fair, other than uh, the fact that for three days afterwards, I felt like I pulled my groin because I'm now in my 30s and I'm a very, very old man. Uh, it, it's not fun. It's, why can't I be 21 again? That was great. Yeah. Uh, so I made a decision then at that stage, rang my mechanic, told him what was going on. He said, look, geez, you better try to get it down to me and we'll have a look at it. He, obviously, you can't diagnose these things when you're not looking at them. So I said, right, lads. Shoddy, shoddy workmanship. Shoddy, shoddy, Ted. So I made my apologies and the lads went on to Dublin to uh, proceed to drink and celebrate with the Dublin footballers on their triumphant fifth in a row. Uh, 
And then we uh, and I drove down the old roads down to South Tip. Took three and a half hours driving down the old country roads. Now, not going to lie, other than the fact that I was petrified and worried that my car was going to break down at any particular moment in time, it was one of the most enjoyable drives I've ever had in my entire life. Ra- <laughs> ra- radio off, window down, blue sky beating down, driving roads I'd never driven before. Absolutely lovely and really enjoyable. And like as is tradition, the car drove absolutely perfect, no issues, no smells, no performance issues. So rocked up to my mechanic and he was like, So what's going on? What's going what's the issue with it? I was like, Man, it is fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it but it needed a service anyway, so I said, Look, I'll leave it with you for a couple of weeks. Uh I have the use of a car up here in Galway. There's a spare one at the house at the minute for other reasons. So we said, Fair enough, look at I'll I'll leave it here with you for a couple of weeks and you can take your time with it because he's he works full time and his mechanics work is on the side so happy days rings me then last night and says yeah i know it's just a handbrake key- cable seem to be seem to have seized up there so i was like that's probably what it was i was like grand so that's a relatively cheap and inexpensive fix and he's going to do all up the rest of it but then i had to go back to sunday to get back up to galway i was like how the fuck am i going back up to galway there's no direct buses or trains from where i am to where i need to be so I was looking, I was like, well, I can get a bus to Limerick and then change and get a bus from Limerick to Galway. Ugh. Or I can get a train from Limerick Junction to Limerick and then another train from Limerick to Galway. And like, either of these were not exactly preferable. Uh, I was getting to the point of where I was going to like pay my dad to drive me to Galway, but that wouldn't have been fair because that's a bastard of a driver on best of days. But uh, he kindly agreed to drive me to Port Arlington where there was a direct train to Galway. So that was pretty sound of him. Uh, brought him out for dinner on the way up, so that was pretty, pretty cool. Uh, and got the train over. Unfortunately, this dumbass looked at the timetable wrong. I thought the train was at quarter past four, so dropped me off at the train at four. Sitting there at the platform, quarter past four came. I was like, that's, uh, what, what time? There's a few people there beside me. What time's the train to go away? I was like, oh, that's half five. Oh, um, no. So sitting at the train station in Port Arlington on a platform on a relatively cold Sunday afternoon. For an hour and a half waiting for the train to come. Oh, fuck my life. No. <laughs> Got back to Galway at, what was it, half eight, nine o'clock. I was just fit for bed. Jesus Christ. And then I had to work a, a 60 hour week just to make sure work got done. So I wanted to go for pints last night, but none of my good brothers were willing to come out and uh, have a pint with me. I was so tired last night, it's not even funny. Uh, yeah, poor you bollocks, you know what's tiring? Sitting down doing nothing all day. For a week. My God. Should I was wrecked that. after it. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I was going to have for, you know, various cigarette breaks to break up the days. And uh, be walking past some stuff and like, there'd be computers lying around the floor. I'm like, I wonder if they need them moved. Sure, I'll move them. You know, I was like looking for things I could be doing. <laughs> <laughs> that cleaner looks pretty busy sure i'll wipe down the old sink for him or something you know that kind of stuff i was like there has to be something i can do around here uh but look but look 20 minutes in no mention of wrestling it's it's a it's a good show it's a good day yes it is yes it is oh man so what was your highlight of the week wrestling wise oh wrestling wise there's only one i think there's a place to start (laughs) 
And we have a star. There we have it. The world sees Walter. Mm. For the amazing man that he is. Jesus, this is this thing is long. How much longer does this run for? And what was the what was its original purpose? Still going. Ah, oh, it's about to end. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, NXT live on Wednesday night. If you got a chance to see it. <laughs> uh I know some people didn't because there was the whole thing with the USA hour ended and then what turned out to be over a million people tried to log into the network and it crashed and it crashed hard. So I think there was a lucky few that managed to see it live. My Myself and Gordo had hilarious issues trying to watch it that night. Virgin Media went down during the USA hour. Um, so me and Gordo missed pretty much all of the USA show live. That's and because then, it wasn't being televised over here by any network. Yeah, because we had to illegally stream it. Simple as. Um... And then, of course, couldn't get onto the network. So, watched it Friday. Yeah, what did I say? What year is it? Um, today is Saturday. So, I think it was last night I watched it. I caught up. No, Thursday night I caught up with most of it. Um, there's a match schedule. Kushida and some lad. I can't remember his name. Scoozy. Um, but then Imperium show up. Three lads are out there. Um, what you call them? Fabian Eichner, Wolf, and Marcel Bartel, who I think is class, by the way. Um, they get in the ring and beat this guy down and Walter's not with them so the crowd are chanting where's Walter where's oh, Walter I thought they'd shit the bed big time by not bringing him out I was so afraid I was like oh yeah. no you can't do that um, but then the UK champ Walter shows up and huge pop for Walter yeah absolutely oh my god text from Gordo sorry Jen slept in asthma flared up last night so I got shag all sleep beyond ASAP, ASAP. so Steve Steve and Gordo in the mornings it's happening SSG um, SSG uh, <laughs> 23 minutes in and I forgot to say Episode 108 of the Elijah Wrestling Podcast Way. Way. There we go Well when you hear it back it's probably about 17 minutes or something But anyway um, He comes out and Mauro Ronaldo has the name The Austrian Anomaly I think it's fucking class Good times What does it even mean? Um, means he's an anomaly <laughs> From Austria. <laughs> Mamma mia. Um, yeah, Fitz, you've seen Walter more than any of us, live and OTT and stuff. Mm-hmm. I could take him. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, Fitz. Uh, um, yeah. So the boys just beat the shit out of this poor man. Uh, Kushida's music hits, and he's like, what are you doing? This is my regularly scheduled match-up time. How dare you, sir? How dare you, sirs? Um, but yeah, they start a little bit of a fight. The three boys go for him as Walter waits back. Uh, Walter grabs Kushida, but Kushida gets out and drop kicks him. Walter stumbles as Kushida escapes. Now there is a match to set up for your first night of um, the AEW or the Wednesday Night Wars. I mean, yes, sir. Walter versus Kushida. Oh, look into my veins. Where is it? Oh boy! No, there it is. <laughs> three no, it's number three <laughs> not gonna lie not gonna lie I pray to God that Vinnie Mac doesn't see Walter I'm pretty sure he doesn't know he exists right now mm. because yeah. that man is money Rory brings up a good point um, when we went to OTT that time because oddly I thought Walter was similar uh, smaller in person than I'd expect him to be this is interesting because I was outside that pub we were in and I was having a cigarette 
mm-hmm. I remember saying to you, I think that's Walter. And you were like, no, it's not Walter. Sure, he's massive. It was him. Yeah. It was. He's he, The way he's presented, maybe it's because everyone else is so small around him. He's not a huge guy, but I mean, he's bigger than most. He looks like a wrestler, basically. Well, that's it. In the indie circles uh, nowadays, in particular, everyone is, you know, five foot ten. Yeah. Whereas you're thinking WWE logic, where you're thinking everyone's Randy Orton and six foot eight, like so. Yeah. There, there's a massive height discrepancy. I'd say if you ever saw Walter up on the main roster fighting these kind of guys, then you'd probably look at him in a different light, pun intended. Yeah. But um, nowadays, like you said, we pass him in the pub, and genuinely, I think the two of us were fairly similar in height to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the way he's presented. Oh yeah, um, he, he's present. He's packaged as a monster. Yeah, well, like, even when you, I look at, you know, Alistair Black, and I think that's a big enough kind of guy, you know, from looking at it on NXT, and then you see him on the main roster, and he's, like, was it the bar they were against? And he looks like a, a child next to Sheamus. And he even Cesaro. Yeah, yeah that so. was very much noticeable when um, fucking DIY went up against the bar. Oh, Champa looks so small. Yeah. It's but so that's weird. The, that's the thing, like, with NXT being so, such an, uh, contained environment over the last few years, you know, you have this perception of what an NXT environment is and then what the main roster is, and they're completely different. And that was our first kind of real interaction between the two when you talk top-level stars versus top-level stars at the same time. Usually, kind of, you come in from NXT at the bottom of the main roster and you kind of filter your way up so you don't notice it as much. But these were hot stars in NXT going up against the, the, the tag team champions at the time. And it was extremely noticeable. Yeah, it was jarring. Well, you know, Gargano is very small, mm-hmm. even though he is the best wrestler in the world. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like Rick Boogs, of course. Rick Boogs Who? is the man. Rick Who? Boogs, Eric, Bo- Eric Boogenhagen. Never heard of him. The Boogs Cruise and such. The lad, the metal <laughs> sham. He's fun. The guy He's who like, had one segment on TV ever. And I fell in love. <laughs> I love that man. His social media game is ridiculous. It's so good. I really hope he can work. I, I'm, I'm pulling for him I really hope that this guy can at least be passable in the ring because he, he's going to be fun to be on TV mm-hmm. um, but Fitz you mentioned the main roster mm. are we is this not the main roster now no it is it's it's in my opinion there is there is no NXT anymore it's it's the third show it's on it's on TV well, I will counteract that with saying that all advertisements for the new draft have only ever featured Raw and SmackDown. So until they include NXT in a draft sort of system, it'll still be a lower tier to Raw and SmackDown. It's a fair point, I suppose. Um, yeah, <clears throat> the, the story is... Well, obviously, there's the thing. Friday Night SmackDown is the new cash cow, and that's the one they're most concerned about. NXT on Wednesday night, they want to make sure that AEW don't get good numbers. Mm-hmm. So these are the shows there. So they don't want NXT people moving around or whatever. They want to keep that strong. So there are your two shows. What's happening? What's Raw now? Shit. It's just it's just lost in the shuffle, isn't it? Yeah. That's what but I mean. Like, it, we were obviously chatting about it last night. It's like, we're, we, we as a podcast have to determine what content we're going to cover. Uh but we don't really know what the answer to that question is yet because we don't know the emphasis and the focus being put on by WWE on what shows they're going to be pushing the hardest. You know, is Raw just going to be like a catch-up show after Friday Night SmackDown and potentially a pay-per-view? Like SmackDown used to be a catch-up show after Raw. 
And so you have the draft now starting on SmackDown. Uh-huh. Which is, and then f- being finished on Raw, which was always the other way around. Yep. So we know where the allegiances lie now. Yep. So I think it's more a question for people who are listening. We talked a bit about it last night and it has come to fruition. Saturday morning is not going to work because one of us is going to sleep in or we're just not going to be arsed. You know, maybe Saturday afternoon might work, but I don't want to ruin a sleep in. Mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon during football season is a problem. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to start having a case that, oh, United are playing at three or Spurs are playing at three. We have to move it because I want to set time. I don't. I wanted. Yeah. I like the way we had it. Yeah. Um, Fuck you, WWE. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it, look, if SmackDown bombs and goes back to Tuesday, it'll make our lives so much better, and we can do the show on Thursday or Friday nights. Friday nights is a good one, I think. I enjoyed Friday night when we used to do it that way. Back in the um, day. Back in the day. The Wednesday one was quite good, but yeah. Look, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I. I think in terms of us. Smackdown might get lost in the shuffle because but if then if that's the main show we need to maybe prioritise that somehow live post show yeah we could do that like a drunk post show at four in the morning or whatever time yeah it would be four, three in the morning every Friday morning or Saturday morning Friday night yeah it doesn't and sound it, like a whole lot of fun fits well it'll be up on our Patreon feed for our loyal listeners so they can be very <laughs> That could be very good content. <laughs> we'll put it on the 12 cent tier. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think we'll just wing it and see what happens. See what works. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always make these plans and then we never stick to them. So, For show. For show. Um, yeah, or look, I quit my job. And then we can get back to normal. <laughs> that doesn't fix it. <laughs> it does. Well, it fixes my problems. I don't know worry about the rest of you. Um, <laughs> like it, it, it would if I if I had a normal schedule again. If I had normal working hours, not these insane, ridiculous hours. Um, we could do it on like you know it's half seven Friday nights type thing. We would still lose SmackDown. SmackDown's lost in the shuffle. There's not much we can do about it. Sunday night show. <clears throat> <laughs> you sir can find a height, climb up there. Climb a little higher, stand on a pole then, and f- get fucked from the top of it. Sunday night show. No, sir. Sunday night heat. <gasps> Sunday night. We can bring it back. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. We can reclaim heat. Um, but, yeah, ah, Walter hot. overall, though. Oh, yeah, Walter, yes, wrestling. Oh, yeah, um, about wrestling, yeah. But that wasn't the end of his night. No, you had this weird thing where Matt Riddle and Killian Dane had a scheduled street fight, which you know, spewed into the back. And Walter, it's like he's at a, like having a little tea party. It's the weirdest thing. He's having, he's sitting down at a table with these two lads who are not Imperium. And uh, the fight brawls over to them. And then Imperium attack because they knocked into Walter's tea party. And um, then Walter starts choking out Riddle, I believe it was. Mm. And we all up in this massive brawl with everyone on the roster beating the shit out of each other, spilling back into the arena. Oh, no yeah. contest. But let me just put it this way. Give me Walter versus Riddle in a best out of 247. <laughs> yes. Hook it to my veins. Four. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> what is it? Three. Three. Just hook it to Three. my veins. 
Okay, three. I remember three. How many cans deep are you at half eleven on a Saturday <laughs> morning? <laughs> it's been a busy drinking morning, Fitz. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just tired. Look at um, so like it's what are they setting up there? It's, oh it's, God it's knows. It was a weird. Other than the ending of NXT, NXT was great. The ending for me was very weird. It just ended yeah. in a brawl. I don't know if that's meant to, you know, give you kind of the expectation if you're a first-time viewer of, oh boy, anything can happen here. It's a mad show, but it just came across as messy. It did, um, but yeah, I mean, everything else was flawless. Like it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, the opener was brilliant. The, the number one contenders match. Uh, oh yeah. Candid- so Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Mia Yim and Candice and Candice won that one. That was a fucking hell of a match. Yeah, better than anything the la- on Class of Champions. I said it to the lads watching the show that those four women are better than ninety five percent of the women on the main roster, mm-hmm. individually and collectively. You know, yeah. Io Shirai is a star. Mm-hmm. Strap a rocket to her, send her to the moon. She is ready. Yeah, Candice ultimate She's... baby face. Bianca Belair has this kind of, kind of new kind of style persona that we wouldn't necessarily see in face and heel. She's a bit of a tweener, but she's got a massive following and she's insanely talented athletically. Mm-hmm. And then you got Mia Yim, who's just an indie darling. So like you know you you've got a, a that was a, like I said a perfect match to open off and oh. really introduce people to the show. Hey, Gordo. Gordo looks tired. Gordo is very tired. Wait. Well, I've I've one question for you. A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> oh, he's doing this. <laughs> he did uh, it. I may have nearly died last night, but I'm no bitch. Oh, you're, so you're just, you're having the cure now, so. Oh, no, I, like, I didn't drink last night. I literally just had an asthma attack in the middle of the night where you know i also stopped breathing in my sleep so uh that's good yeah yeah i i fail at one of the most basic things a human being can do on two levels <laughs> my body really doesn't want me to live <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh lordy lord. uh, we were just you missed uh the traffic reports from kira oh. uh yeah yeah it was great you're on Steve and Steve in the morning, by the way, with your host, Steve and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about Trudeau being a racist yet? No. Okay, all right, we'll pause this um, NXT chat for Gordo's news. Go. I'll tell you about uh, Justin Trudeau, the esteemed esteemed leader of Canada, um, the lover of many a person, beautiful, handsome man. Um <laughs> Engaged in a bit of brown face back in the day. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't I see this. I don't know the full ins and outs because I went to read up on it this morning before I came on here. So, uh, yeah, that went well. Um, oh, baby! Yeah, but he... There's a picture out there of him, I believe, dressed up as, like, an Indian or something. Um, and went full on, full on brown. <laughs> of all people. Of all Yowie, people, because um, at the end of the day, for people who don't know it, if there was ever a political figure that embodies that of an SJW, it would be Mister Trudeau. Not a good, not a good look for him. Literally, <laughs> literally. Uh, I was wondering when you said brown face and not black face. 
So I was wondering, must is it another type of? He's gone very specific with his facing. Uh, um, yeah, well, I, 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 that's what I've heard other people refer to it as was brown face because it was Indian. Okay. So apparently, apparently, it changes depending on who you want to actually imitate. Ah, yeah. We're all colors on the rainbow, Gordo. We're we all are. colors on the we rainbow. Are. You absolute white prick! <laughs> wow. Did you, just, in the morning, did you just assume his ethnicity? I did, I did. But I, you <gasps> see how I how I noticed that he's a he him. Vader, oh. Vader, We're gone, Vader, Vader, Vader. I'll be back in two minutes. Go <laughs> 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 Terminator on us. <laughs> hey, Terminator, yeah. Back Vader, what? Terminator. <laughs> What's causing it? Have we got a colour situation on the... Whoa, colours. No, abort the colours. Abort the colours. I came back on to abort the colours. I'm assuming... (laughs) 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 Oh, good gosh. Oh, boy. Do I drop out? Uh, No, no, you're you're good. <laughs> I will also point out I'm I'm still not fully awake, so the Vader sound might not have been my mic for once. <laughs> no, it definitely was. Oh god. That oh, he's very sick. <laughs> oh, that was good. And, and the worst thing stuff. is this is Rockshore, because there's no cider in the house. So this is fucking uh, piss. Good God. I'll have one. Sure look it. Sure look it. Uh, yeah, we didn't we but let the me libation thing was tea and coffee this morning. <laughs> is doing brown face, black face really that bad? Do you remember when uh, Antoine Griezmann did it? Yeah. No, actually. Oh, he dressed up as a Laker. Yeah. So in, in he, so he had, he's a big basketball fan. So he has the Lakers gear on and he has head to toe covered his skin in yeah. black. Yeah. Couldn't have even gone to Dominic Mysterio. Just no. No. No, it was terrible. Have a look at that, Fitz, when you see it. I, I'd love to see your reaction to it. <laughs> um, hilarious. I yeah. personally, I... We're bad people to talk about this. Being yeah. three white lads ourselves. We're like, ah, no, it's grand. But, uh... Yeah, maybe, yeah, we're, yeah, maybe, yeah, we're, yeah. maybe if you're the other side of the rainbow, we'd say no. Yeah. I suppose yeah. the, the way I'd look at it, right? The way I look at it is, if someone who wasn't white decided for a Halloween party or whatever the situation was Michael to Jackson dre- to... <laughs> <laughs> I missed that if you lost that he said he said Michael Jackson <laughs> oh wow that's a different conversation but yeah. like if someone dressed up as a, as a white person for Halloween whether it be their favourite actor sports or whatever I genuinely don't think I'd have a problem with it I think I'd find it more entertaining than Racially insensitive. Is it Dave Chappelle that did it? He had a white character. Oh, possibly. Um, He's just a funny cunt anyway. Uh, oh, fucking Turk on Scrubs did it once as well, didn't he? <laughs> the yeah. Character, that was good. Yeah. But that's the thing, right? That's the thing. Only white people can be racist. And that's a controversial Sorry. statement in its own right. Don't be a massive racist and say racist things like that. <laughs> Is it because I'm white that I'm racist? No, yes. I, I, I say that I say that jokingly, of course. But like, it, it it's always very obvious that you know when a white person does something that's different or that infringes on somebody else's racial ethnicity, that it becomes an issue. 
Don't appropriate your culture, Fitz. <laughs> uh, I did send you the Griezmann picture and also the Trudeau picture. Oh, good, good. It's a super secret production chat. Super secret production chat. Okay, let's see here. This is great for the listeners. Now, yeah. Fitz, look at Griezmann there. <laughs> look at Griezmann there. Look at him there. Oh, he was he was a fucking, what are they called? The Globetrotters. That's what it yeah. was. And I also love how we're a podcast that now gives people homework because everyone is going to look up both of these pictures now. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, this isn't some random dude. This is multi-millionaire footballer, World Cup winner, Antoine, Antoine Griezmann doing that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Here right he's got people. He's got people to tell him the dumb shit. And he, he's like, you're doing dumb shit. Don't do it. Says people. Stop <laughs> doing that shit. I'll do it anyway. Yeah. Okay, but can, can you actually tell me specifically... What is wrong with it? But should you not be happy in your own culture and be one of your own people? I don't know. Like, uh, I, I, I don't I, know. I, I, I'm genuinely perplexed and confused by this. You know, I don't know either, but it's just not socially acceptable. Uh, I know someone, and Fitz knows this person as well from our time down in Waterford, who was uh, obsessed with Didier Drogba. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And he. Did decide to dress up as Drogba for Halloween one year. Oh no! <laughs> no, he went a very, 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 very dark shade of brown, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did not get left into a very popular nightclub in Waterford. It's no longer open, um, but yeah, he was not left in, and he kicked up a massive fuss on Facebook and stuff over it. Quite hilarious to see his reaction, but at the same time, yeah, felt bad for him not getting left in. Well, that's oh my like, god! Like he was a massive Chelsea fan. Drogba was literally his favorite player. Like huge. It, like doing that in his situation was in no way trying to you know undermine black people or do anything to yeah. offend black people. And in, in, in a way, it was actually a tribute to one of his favorite players. So, so a kid done it as like Kante or someone over in the UK last year and and fucking oh yeah, out for a the ginger pair's kid. Head. Yeah. <laughs> ginger kid it's Kante oh, it's just not a, it's not uh, socially oh, acceptable no, that's the whole thing like, if I literally in, me, in, my, in my normal life wearing my normal clothes decided to do blackface walking down the street yeah that's weird and fucked up <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> hello Fitz I'm just coming in to get my uh, my litre of milk and the paper please yeah that's <laughs> fucked up but if, if I'm if I'm dressing up as you know a, an actor, superhero, sports star, it's very clearly I'm dressing up to be somebody. I can't be Didier Drogba and white at the same time. It's just not the same thing. I have this image of you like you're quite a tall man as well, so it'd be quite intimidating. You got into the post, standing in line in the post office in full blackface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would definitely draw attention in uh, rural Ireland anyway oh my god that is yourself <laughs> Jesus oh, oh fucking hell that's good oh hell uh, it d- yeah off Gordo we were good 25 minutes talking shit did you uh, talk to Rugby d- World Cup not yet we went no. to Walter and then we went to the end of NXT and we were just talking about the women's match. So 44 minutes in, you've missed nothing. Oh, We've Grant. talked about three things. <laughs> also, we, we, we might have accused you of getting arrested this morning. We, we, we weren't sure where you were. Yeah, but me, me and the boy six nine <laughs> gone down in style. <laughs> Justice for six nine. 
He didn't know what he was doing. He's too thick to understand real world, real life. Okay, <laughs> let him off. The Simpsons meme pages are even getting in on the act with some of the. Oh, some fantastic! Of the uh, I'll send if, some of them your way later. Excellent friend of the show six nine. <laughs> he, uh, he he did give us that Vox Pop for episode one hundred. To be fair to him, he's good good man. With a phone, he's, he's stuck into prison. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, no, the the women's match, fantastic. Yeah. Um, what do I talk about thing... your TV? Oh yeah, and then you, the first person on NXT TV was Io Shirai. You know, the first on live on USA. That tells me something. That's they they never. There's always something behind that. Yeah. Um, but you had Shayna come out with the the MMA horse women and stare down Candice. I thought there was going to be some sort of a beatdown, but I suppose we found out later why they already had a beatdown planned for the owl, uh, end of the show. But the biggest story out of it, I suppose, is the. North American title change. Um, you had Roddy Strong, with the help of Adam Cole, beat Velveteen Dream to win the North American title, which leaves the Undisputed Era dripping in gold. Uh, the prophecy comes true. Mm-hmm. Also, coming out of that match, which was a fucking hellacious match as well, Velveteen Dream is not currently medically clear to compete. He went in hurt, apparently. And oh. the fucking match they put on with him with a back injury. Back. That lad is unbelievable. Back injury. He's unbelievable. Man. He got back he body dropped onto the guardrail. He done and his fucking, fucking roll through lift up for the Dream yep. Valley Driver twice. And R- Roddy's finish is that, uh, what's he end called again? Heartache. The end of heartache. It's where he lands, the guy falls on his back across Roddy's knees. He took that twice. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. He was me a lie. It does make <laughs> sense. Roddy didn't fold his legs as much as usual though. Yeah. It did fair, look weak, both makes, of them. It so, makes sense yeah. now. But still, he, there's no way to take that move and not feel something. No, he would have protected him as much as possible. Yeah. Um, Fuck it, I felt something watching him. Yeah. yeah. That but it was a great there. match. It, it becomes even... It, like, the match even goes up even higher in my estimation knowing that Dream was hurt and the two yeah. lads put on, a show, put on that kind of a show around that. Incredible. Yeah. That's, fun. Um, That's fantastic. Of all everything you've seen this week, I think that's the match to watch. I think I really enjoyed that. Um, that and the women, yeah. that and the women's match. Yeah, the women's yeah, match is like eight minutes long, but it's a good eight minute match, a really good eight minute yeah. match. <clears throat> you had uh, Pete Dunne as well, which I think that might mean he's main roster. Well, or when it, we've had the discussion, is it main roster? Is it not main roster? But it's he's NXT. Roster. He's not NXT UK anymore, by the looks of things. Yeah. They don't need him there anymore. They need no. him on regular regular NXT. He beat Arturo Ruas. Uh, was that the guy who did? Was that the guy who had the uh, this character select screen uh, as his? Uh, he was to, who was it? Botchimania Matthew put up a thing. There's a guy on stage and he's just doing his little, oh, you know, he did a capoeira dances. shit. Yeah, the capoeira. That's the word I'm looking for. And it was like <laughs> Matthew puts up was like, oh, so that's what it's like, or what was something along the lines of uh, the character select screen in real life. You know, you're just standing there doing the same move over and over again. <laughs> Yeah, good um, good show from him though. Actually, yeah, I thought that was going to be a squash match, but they done that earlier in the show with Cameron Grimes winning in like six seconds. Yeah, he literally just won it very quickly. Um, and Leo Rush is back. Yeah, he is. Good to see. Uh, uh, mem- remember when they were never going to use him again? Yeah. No, he didn't get much of a reaction for the intro, but then when the music stopped, he got a welcome back chant. It was weird. I think they were confused. It's like, who is this man? Um, but he beat Oni Larkin in another good match to be number one contender for Drew Gulak's uh, mm. cruiserweight title. 
So the Cruiserweight title is going to live on NXT as well by the sounds of things. They're Um, mixing it in, they said. I mm -hmm. think the long-term plan will probably be for NXT to uh, engulf 205 Live. Yeah. You've got that extra hour to kill anyway. True. True, true, true. And you could... one of our old prophecies comes true where we said they were going to use the cruiserweights to fill up an hour of TV. Yeah. We just didn't realize it was going to be on NXT. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. True. Um, I I thought NXT was brilliant this week. It was um, just a great start. And the population did too. Um, NXT, on, NXT on the USA hour drew 1.179 million viewers, which is fucking incredible for the mm-hmm. first show. Um, suits was the big show that they have, and that outdrew suits. <laughs> so that's pretty good. And really this, fucking is, this good. is suits with three episodes left in the entire show. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. NXT's a hit. Mm-hmm. Now we the ball is to AEW's court to see how they get on. To be fair, I got to give it to the crops to the WWE for um, pulling the master truck and getting in there first. First mover advantage is uh, is vital in these sort of things, and uh, yeah. if you can get that audience hooked, even with a few weeks, they're they're probably going to stay. Yeah, um, the Wednesday Night Wars are going to be very very interesting because it's such a different show. Mm-hmm. It's the both of them are like you have, you'll have you don't really have comedy matches in NXT. I think that's their only kind of don't want to say it's a negative, but there's. AEW will have the chance to have these kind of breaks from the serious tone. I think mm-hmm. NXT does need some kind of a character in there just Eric to break the... Boogan Hagen? You read my mind, sir. I think what you <laughs> do is to start the second hour, you have Boogan Hagen wrestle a good 20-minute match and maybe give him 40 minutes of mic time. <laughs> I mean, really... <laughs> just to do whatever, you know? Um, no, but I do think they need some kind of a... You need to match them somewhere, I think, in terms of what AEW can do with the comedy matches or whatever. Maybe they just needs. I was watching the show, I was like, it needs something a little bit different. Something funny or something, I don't know. Even if it was just a segment backstage, I don't know. That might be their only thing, but... Yep. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Nothing else going on? Uh, Corbin is king. We talk about that oh, yet. King Corbin, of course. What is going on with my phone? Jesus. Uh, King Corbin, yeah, it was um, to be expected. As soon as the King Ring was announced, you knew that Corbin was going to win this. And good match with uh, Gable and Gordo. You got your spot anyway. Yeah. Predicted. The Whirly Bird. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. Um, Great probably, match, yeah. Probably Corbin's best match to date, which is saying something. He's had some very good matches the last few weeks. This King of the Ring has been fantastic for him for people actually seeing what he can do and the crowd has started to kind of turn his way a bit um yeah great finish though the whole gable going up for the bit of a tilt of world head scissors and it's countered into the end of days only reason that looked i wanted that spot was they've done it back in nxt around about four years ago and to this day it stuck out in my head when the spot sticks out in your head that much it's always good to see it repeated again yeah so, Tell me, lads. I was watching this with uh, with Paul on Tuesday after um, after Monday Night Raw, and he made the point that he felt the wrong guy won that Gable needed it more. Where do you fall on Corbin earning, deserving to win, and needing the win, 
or did Gable get shortchanged here? Uh, Corbin got bitched out a lot over the last year and a half, eighteen uh, year to eighteen months rather. I think Corbin needed something to bring back credibility because they see him as a top guy, or potentially being a top guy. Hmm. So having the King of the Ring on him now means he don't they don't need to worry about pinning something to him further down the line. Um, I think the fact that Gable is getting this time. And had such a strong showing means they obviously think highly enough of him as it is. But to go yeah. from absolutely nothing to win the King of the Ring in the space of a month and a half would have been a bit quick for me. Yeah, I think what we're seeing with Chad Gable is the same as what we're seeing with um, Cedric Alexander on Raw. Hmm. Is It's the Paul Heyman effect of identifying someone who is a fantastic wrestler who the fans can really get behind because you know fans are smart and can see talent when it's put in front of them. Uh, but Corbin, I think, for the first time on the main roster, is getting the reaction that he was meant to get. You know, for so long, it was the go-away heat he was getting, and now it's the heat where he's a bad guy and he's generating the right kind of heat. And I think that he's booking throughout the entire King of the Ring tournament, ignoring that abortion of a triple threat stipulation. Death was... to that semi-final. Yeah. <clears throat> But his booking as a character through an entire show was fantastic. I am personally happy he won. I think it does more for his character long run. And I think you still have that whole underdog feel for Chad Gable. Yeah. Like yeah, but if it, does a, is he even the king? Because his throne is broken and his crown and his robe and the whole lot. Gable ripped oh, it all yeah, up. Yeah, it's grand. They'll just go down to deals and get another one. True. Because that was fucking shoddy. Yeah. Shoddy. shoddy workmanship that chair that throne fell apart very quickly mm-hmm. and do you know what the robe it took him longer to rip up the robe than it did to break the throne yeah. it must have been funny Sasha's husband must have sealed that up fairly well that's it yeah that's it sealed um, something up fairly well oh speaking of which um, this Sasha fallout stuff where Satin and fucking what's <laughs> oh, his name, Shepherd. Brad Shepard, were uh, found out. <laughs> uh, so is this guy Matt Coon? Uh, I think I don't know if I sent you. Jordan sent us the. Clip. I, I listened to it yesterday morning. Uh, you, okay, you're a better place to speak about it. So um, yeah, so uh, Matt Coon, who does a podcast, I believe, in coordination with uh, WrestleZone, if I remember correctly. Um, uh, we had Shepard on his show a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, and then got a lot of blowback from other actual journalists saying, you know, why do you have this guy on? And he's like, oh, seemed like a kind of funny guy. Um, is he not legit? So then basically everyone told him, no, he basically pulls stories out of his arse to a point where your man decided he wanted to see for himself. So he set up a burner account and became a source for him. Oh, lovely. Um, he fed him information about someone that apparently it was well known that Kuhn was close to from the Burner account. While also, he, while he was actually still talking to him via DMs on his own actual account, to a point where Shepard turned around and messaged him saying, Hey, do you know is this true? And uh, he replied saying, Uh, I may have possibly heard a rumor about it at some stage. I don't know how true it is. Um, I think he said something like, I'd find it very hard to believe. 
and Shepard ran with it anyway as if it was 100% factual <laughs> and as someone within WWE had confirmed it. And this is the story of a man who literally plucked out of his head. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So <clears throat> he basically, he burned, further he burned Shepard to a point, uh, on tw- he burned Shepard on Twitter or wherever to a point where Shepard then went on his own podcast. Yes, that cunt has a podcast. Everyone does. I can't uh, believe he copied us like that. Yeah, no, fucking stealing our, you know, like he stole your man's fake idea, uh, fake idea. He stole <laughs> our actual idea of wrestling podcasts. Oh my God, um, where would the where would the industry be if we hadn't come up with the idea to be to to start a wrestling podcast? Everyone, everyone has one these days. Yeah, you're all welcome. You're all taking our Saudi Saudi gold. <laughs> um, yeah, so and then Shepard jumped on his podcast and said in his incredibly annoying voice, his voice is as punchable as his face. <laughs> um, basically like uh, fuck the uh, fuck this guy and fuck everyone and, oh it's absolutely hilarious it's, it's only your man Matt Coon's show it's only like a 20 minute show but it's actually a really good listen um, I can't remember the name of the actual show but yeah, if, yeah. You search, if you search for Matt Coon on pretty much any podcast app it'll show up uh, it's definitely worth a listen if you have a spare 20 minutes yeah I'm going to check that out later on after you um, listen after you finish listening to us of course uh, of course, of keep course. Keep listening to the end of us because we're awesome. Then go to something else that's awesome. Yeah, go to Wrestling Soup. Yes. They are also great fuckers. Great motherfuckers. Um, let's see. What was it? Oh, the, the fucking admiral of the internet himself, Ryan Satin. Uh, yeah. Did you see his little tweet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it was you that sent it to me, actually. He uh, since since uh, Sasha herself has poo pooed the story of the, you know, her and Bailey on the floor, <laughs> screaming and crying after WrestleMania because they were upset. Which I mean, come on, um, Ryan, poor Ryan. You know, he wouldn't be one to play the victim card very ah! much. Ryan, you know, he's very much an independent man who um, has his life together and is not a crying little bitch. Or stalks uh, he's suffering movie stars. Or stalks porn stars and gets his girlfriend to text him. Deletes his entire Twitter. What's out there, Ryan? What are you hiding? We know you're hiding something. No one can be that much of a fucking virtue signaler without having something hidden. I'll find it. I'll find it. Clearly, that's even more clear this week with the Trudeau situation. You're right. Yeah, exactly. There's something out there. Um, No one deletes their entire Twitter account unless there's something out there. You know? I just locked mine. Because I got a new job and I'm afraid something, I said something stupid years ago. But anyways, <laughs> um, uh, he's suffering from anxiety and depression, Fitz, because people called him a cunt nonstop because he's a cunt. You know, the usual. <laughs> so because he ran with some stupid story that he made up that nobody believed, Sasha calls him out on it. And uh, now, you know, we have to feel sorry for Ryan because he had a tough day, Fitz, you know. I feel sorry for his girlfriend who has to fucking put up with that dick. Yeah. Ah, oh, she's as bad. I have a feeling sure that's not worse. a very satisfying dick. No. 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 That, that, dick, that dick suffers from anxiety as well. <laughs> Your dick suffers from anxiety. There's something you can take for that. There you go. You see, there you are, Blue Chew. All we want is that sweet, sweet Blue Chew gold. And, and free samples. Um, she is the one that... Um, fucking Vince Russo mentioned I mean we're no fans of Vince Russo here but he got absolutely shafted there Um, he made a comment about her like some flipping thing and it was like he had wished death upon them 
and she was calling all their fucking cronies to go and attack Russo and he ended up losing his fucking podcast one show over it these are not good people no these people are a cancer not just in the wrestling industry but people like that are a cancer in the fucking world yeah constant victims me 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 Uh, look at put it this way he started his career in TMZ do you really need to know anymore yeah yeah and there's something out there he's now the one who's claiming about being offended and his privacy and his mental health after having people saying stuff about him given the history that he's had employment wise fuck yourself you absolute prick yep if you work for TMZ you are a literal scum in my eyes anyway yep that was before he started writing about wrestling we found out he's a fucking dope yep you absolute blank. <laughs> I wish I had it on the board here, but we'll just, what will we do instead? We'll do this. Here, try a bottle. And trust me, she'll like it too. <laughs> Eugenics. It's easy, Fitz. Just send a text. Oh, I thought that was from Hypnol. Sorry. <laughs> oh. oh there God, we God, have God it. has going out tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, ah, God. So it's tonight he's getting arrested. Fair enough, sir. Uh, okay. Okay. We always knew those allegations would catch up with you, Gordo. Yeah, it would. Yeah, but notice how they're always only allegations, AB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus he got Christ. fired. He's yeah, got he fired. Gone. The Gone. Pa- are the Patriots going to pay him that mi- nine million? No, I think they can. I think they can go with the. Um, as far as I know, a lot of it was incentive based, but they can go with the no, whole. Nine million was guaranteed. Wasn't nine guaranteed? I thought it was nine. No, nine guaranteed. Oh, fuck. So, I thought I'd heard nine incentives. Oof. No, no. Nine guaranteed, 11 overall. Oof. For a one year deal. Surely, surely they can go with the, bringing the character of the organization into disrepute here. I don't know if that would work because those allegations were there before they signed them. Uh, apparently they weren't made aware of it allegedly the fucking Twitter knew about it no not before he signed that they only came out the Monday after I don't know there was definitely allegations out there before he signed it was, yeah but it was nothing official until after he came out after he got signed though well then it's no then it's up to the club to do their due diligence and making yeah. sure that there's no well the thing is ad- the first one the first charge as f- apparently one of the guys was saying this to me I haven't actually had a chance to check it yet it's been one of those weeks the first charge is actually not been dropped, but it's past the statute of limitations. So the first charge is gone. It's the second charge is the one that they fired him over. And, like, I, I don't know the details of it, so maybe you can enlighten us if you know, but the charge isn't necessarily, you know, sexual assault. It's, what, inappropriateness, or what's the um, phrase they used? I'm not sure what the second one is. Misconduct again. or something like that. Yeah, sexual misconduct. She probably asked him to piss. She probably asked, or he probably asked her to piss on him or something. Um, like, <laughs> like what? Like what does sexual misconduct actually mean? Like I'm genuinely confused by this. He took his lad out in front of her and probably just started fucking asking her to slap it with nettles. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you Louis C.K. or was it? Oh uh, yeah, oh, probably, man. probably full on Louis. Leave Louis alone. Uh, like, is it wrong that I think that he was, you know, victimized wrongly here? The other I think he's just—he's just a bit of a freak. Yeah, that's all it is. He's got—he's yeah. he's got a perversion, you know. Ultimately, if you don't want that to be the case, you don't don't do it, or you just don't be in the room. Leave the room. Yeah, yeah. You just leave the room. Yeah. So the second—he's just a weirdo. 
the first one was the first allegation was the rape apparently that's the one that has gone past the statute um the second one is one the sports illustrated published last monday saying that he exposed himself to an artist he had hired to paint a mural at his house so okay. assume it's like if you want to see a, pe- a work of art boom <laughs> <laughs> oh baby now was it going to be a nude mural Oh, oh. Carlos. There we go. Oh, oh there you are. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm assuming it's not a mural of him. I'm assuming just, you know, paint something on the wall there. Then, yeah, here. Oh, right. Here, have a, here, <laughs> have a look at me, Dick. <laughs> so that was, that was, oh. that's, that's misconduct. That's, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, flashing someone in public, in public is kind of indecent exposure. So, yeah. Mm. But it's if it's in his own house. But also, he's a multi-millionaire, so he has to be a little more careful than that shit. Yeah, especially a homeless when, man can do that, and no charge will come. Especially when you know this is <laughs> it's already been, uh, especially when there's already been three instances where his agent is claiming people are going after him for money uh, because the rape they claimed your woman was going after him for money. The thing we threw the chair or something off a balcony and nearly hit a child was the family were going after him for money. Uh, what was the third one? The one of him hitting a woman around about a year ago. Apparently, she was also after him for money. To be fair, there's only so, there's only so many stories to reach although, the point where, like, when you when you have a reputation of being somewhat wild or having a flamboyant culture like he possibly does, then he becomes an easy target for these sorts of things. More so than say a Tom Brady who lives a, a more quiet life. Or even if you want to use someone else, Larry Fitz, who's in a, literally the same position as Antonio Brown. Giggity. But yet he is like an upstanding member of society, future Hall of Famer. Nothing ever gets said about him because of the, the way of the life that he lives. So, you know, also, have you, have you seen both of those lads' wives? If I was married to either of them, I would lead a very quiet life too. I won't be leaving the house. <laughs> Neither would she. They're both, they're both incredibly... <laughs> hey. Yes, because of all that sweet, sweet satisfying I will be doing thanks to my abundance of Bluetooth that we'll eventually get from this podcast. Touch, touch, please, touch. Uh, no, no, I see what you mean. Uh, I do, I, I get what you mean with it. But um, at the same time, if you know you're an easy target, don't make yourself an easier target. Yeah, but that's where you need Speaking something. Speaking of... Oh, can I can I move on slightly? Go for it. Because he's he's given me a nice little segue to easy targets. Okay. Making movies, making songs, and fight around the world. See you next time, everybody. Fucking love that. The love. gender reveal party, Gordon. Oh. The gender reveal party. Here is an easy target. Let's load up the gun. <laughs> get that. Get that. Who wants to be a millionaire? Music ready. <laughs> don't know what to make of it it's either absolutely genius or the worst thing i've ever seen i, d- I don't know what <laughs> uh this is this is going to be a marmite story it really is people are going yeah, to be a hundred percent one of the greatest storylines of the year or you brought rusev back for this yeah so to, to quickly explain it um maria canales is pregnant legit they didn't just put a pillow up there or anything and uh she says they're having a gender reveal party, which apparently is a thing. I've never heard of this shit. I've heard of it. Um, very strange. Um, she says it's a boy. 
But I mean, we don't know that, Gordo. Does she just assume her own unchild, unborn child's gender? Yep. Here? Yep. That, that child happen? could be a he, him, a, a she, her, a they, them, a zer, zer, mm-hmm. uh, a fucking pineapple. I, I don't know. <laughs> could be a goldfish. Yeah. We don't How know. How dare you think that that child is going to... Here I am assuming it's a child. <gasps> yeah. I, oh, Gordo. That could be a puppy for all you know. Oh, fuck. Fuck. It could have been the it could be the nineteen ninety two Denver Broncos. No, Denver Broncos. Denver Ugh. Broncos. Fuck. I'm gonna. Uh, hey, God, it, I'm gonna could e- it, it could even be an embryo for all you know, Gordo. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm just gonna have to go to one of them fucking sensitivity classes now or something. Yeah. God. Learn the error we had... of my ways. Wait till you see how much of a fucking satin cunt I'm gonna be on Twitter after this. <laughs> Sorry. Did you just we get all as a cunt? <gasps> that's that's, no, that's, that's, that's totally correct. fine. You that's totally fine. fine. That's, that shit's been established around about 30 seconds after he found out what it was. The fucking cunt. Oh, Satin. Um, yeah, so Maria says that Ricochet is the father. I mean, don't assume that either, but Ricochet pleads with Mike that, you know, she's lying. Mike bitch slaps him and says to meet him in the ring. And then you had Titus. <laughs> who messed up his line the first time and went with it a second time you gotta get out there boy and you gotta beat his ass or whatever the hell he said so Titus was fired the fuck up about this it was great um, but then you just, they cut back to the Street Profits and they suggest a baby on a pole match and they're like oh, a baby on a pole match and it's like well how about a Maria on the pole match and it's like that's how they got in this mess in the first place perfect do love penis jokes yeah, you gotta love it. So I mean, I mean, it started at a minus fifty-two. It's brought it back to a zero for me. Okay. Oh, Rory. now we're back to. <laughs> what have I missed? I didn't have the chat open. <laughs> oh no! What have I missed? <laughs> Rory in the chat. Uh, he goes uh, shouting so my sh- my son doesn't hear the cunt talk. <laughs> Oh, oh wait, I said it again. again. <laughs> <laughs> so I assume he's, he's uh, got the podcast on in the house. Uh, I should have used the headphones. Apologies. Apologies. Let's clean up the act here. Early morning Con- podcasting is going to be an issue for us. Connor is playing with his excavators and stuff like that. So we can't be dealing with this sort of talk. Right, he's so got a little helicopter with Sky from Paw Patrol. And he puts popcorn into the helicopter and he delivers the popcorn. Right, so what I'm saying is Ryan Satin is an absolute dumpster truck. He Uh, is. Dumpster truck. Fire truck. um, Excavators. All that sort of stuff. He is a very silly Billy. He's a silly Billy who does not like Tractor Ted. No. Hates Tractor Ted. That's the type of person you're dealing with here, Connor. (laughs) Not a fan of Paw Patrol either, I believe. (gasps) Oh! Yeah, that's Ryan Satin for you. You can, Hates fu- the children. You, can you can at him on Twitter for that. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll block you. Don't, don't. I can't at him on my personal account because I don't want him to block me because I want to see the stupid shit he says, screenshot it, and talk about it on the two bit account. Because <laughs> he's already blocked us because we <laughs> made fun of him. Yeah, I was pretty sure because we called him a non Paw Patrol fan who. Yeah. Yeah. He probably yeah. he probably thinks Fireman Sam is wrong too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
just like fireman Sam, not fire lady Sam. Yeah. That's a scientific fact. Uh, I also heard that Ryan, Ryan Satin also dislikes Pingu. <gasps> what? what? Oh, I nearly, I nearly had another outburst. What? Yeah, I heard a silly Billy. I heard from a source, a source of mine, oh. and it's been confirmed by people that Ryan Satin dislikes Pingu. <gasps> that is unacceptable. Unacceptable. I'm pretty sure since I've no. said on a podcast and said that there was a source, that that makes it legit now, right? Yeah. Yeah. No snacks for him. Yeah. No popcorn. No. No, popcorn. no sandwiches. Nothing. No, the helicopter is not landing at Ryan Satin's house. You deliver that elsewhere. Yeah. You keep that popcorn to yourself. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> Back to the uh, Mariana Pole match talk. <laughs> Uh, Ricochet starts the match pleading his case that Maria is lying Ricochet wins and Maria is out then post-match says she lied and thought humiliating Mike would motivate him but she was wrong says the real father is and then Rusev porn star version oh wait um, star of incognito mode Rusev his his must Oh, the, his, the, uh, the PG Let's Wrestling podcast is going to be the most fun we're ever going to have. <laughs> we should have a version of the show for fathers with young kids. Who I don't know if he's in the car or if he's at home or whatever. So where are we? <laughs> our mothers. Our mothers. Our mothers. Our mothers. Uh, yep. Uh, uh. Prep. Yep. Yep. Fair play to them. Yep. Sisters are doing it for themselves. You know. Be the strongest uh, <laughs> woman who don't need no man for nothing. Exactly. Um, Except for that. So he's. So it says the real father, and then Rusev music hits. So she's never really said it. It's just Rusev kind of showed up, but so I assume that's how they get out of it, you know, because Rusev is has a real life and on screen marriage to the same woman. It's, it's it makes no sense here to have him being this. Yeah, but anyway, prepare the mustache, man. Prepare the mustache. Yeah, him straight into incognito mode territory. Yeah, the stash is powerful on Rusev, and he looks great. He does look great. Yeah. Uh, to, um, to which Rene even commented on how ripped he looked. Mm-hmm. He's looking well. He has that I was going back on the indies. You, uh, mi- you, you missed on. the comment there, I think. Uh, when R- Rene made that comment, did you not hear Corey say, careful now, Rene, I'll have to send a text. Oh, oh he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah, he did. It's easy. Just send a text. <laughs> send, send a text. <laughs> um... Mike says he's having a bad day and if Rusev is the father he's okay with it he's fine with it he doesn't need this but then you know Mike runs Rusev Mashka something something yeah, yep. he matched it all over him he matched him up something fierce yep um, he needed a towel after that so uh, Rusev's back that's a positive hooray yeah I wish he was back and better yeah no here's the thing the Mari show quote tweeted the WWE um, tweet about who is the father so I cannot wait for this to be on one of those stupid trashy shows where a pregnancy test happens or a paternity test uh, tell me I now. want the paternity test with Mike Ricochet and Rusev on that show I wonder is Rusev going to get his uh, other name back Alexander Rusev yeah some people got their other names back this week who got their names back Eric Rowan and Luke Harper made an appearance oh. on SmackDown this week. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. I think Rusev is one that really works, though. I think it's better as Rusev than Alexander Rusev. 
Quite possibly. I'd rather, Ces- hmm. I'd rather Cesaro get his back than Rusev's get his back. Yeah. Um, Ali. You got to get rid of You got to need Mustafa Ali. That was a cool name. Yeah. That's got to come back. Yeah. Um, and he's got to come back. Rusev works. him on TV. Keep, keep, we sure do. Keep him on TV every week. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun when that goes on to Jerry Springer or one of the likes. That'll be fun. Is there a show on Fox that has a... Is one of those shows on Fox one of those mid-afternoon bullshit shows oh probably well maybe the Murray show's on it there you have it boom um, Rollins and the Fiend that was good Veins talk to me about it Fiend is raw Mm-hmm. can't wait for the Fiend to be jobbed out to Rollins at Hell in a Cell oh god oh god uh, Rollins does his butters promo to open raw oh boy um, Oh boy, he says he'd be facing the Fiend at Hell in a Cell. And then video recaps from last night as usual. The Firefly Funhouse music hits and he says he's super glad he's okay. I like that thing, it was good. Because the Fiend had attacked Rollins after the match at Clash of Champions. Um, nice little thing in here, Ramblin' Rabbit tells Seth to run. So are all the the uh, the, the friends of Bray in the Funhouse, are they, are they seeing, are they getting scared or thinking they're going to run away from him? Some little wrinkle there. They're all hostages. They want they? out. Is that what it is? I think so. That's kind of cool. No escape and all that shit. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah, just let me in. Just let me in. Boom. Yowie, wowie. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Seth has made many mistakes and people have forgiven him, but maybe that's why the, the, the Fiend said hello at Clash of Champions. He will never forget. So Bray forgives him, but the Fiend doesn't. Uh, plays up that he'll may attack later on see you in hell and does the big wave I like that see you in hell smiling and waving mm-hmm. and then afterwards you had the upside down graphics which is a nice touch <laughs> and I like the fact that Rene was the only one who actually you know commented on it whereas everyone else was yeah. so dumbfounded didn't know what to say props to Rene for that actually credit words do I assume they were like oh shit somebody fucked up we'll you know just play off as usual or whatever or they don't look at the screen and they're just reading their scripts so we found out later in the night that it was planned because the end of Raw was the Firefly Funhouse music playing getting distorted and then it's upside down and that's the right way up and then it's upside down so that was the fiend which is kind of cool um so you'd, you had Bray later on with the the friendship. What was it called? called? The Wall of Friendship. And there's pictures of Balor, Kurt, Foley and Lawler with their eyes crossed out. It's time to find more friends. And he hangs a pic of Rollins uh, with the eyes crossed out. So good. And then you had this fucking... It was brilliant. Um, Rollins faces Rude, but Ziggler breaks up the pin for a DQ. So main event DQ, the usual. Um, the OC are out. You know, five-on-one attack. So you had the OC and Rudolph... All attacking set, you know, it's just like, guys, just stop it, just stop. It's not working. Uh, Kane's music hits, and don't worry, we're going to talk about Kane right after this because that was fun. Um, so Kane comes out as the Demon Kane because uh, they're in Knoxville and all that, and he goes for the post pyro thing with the ring posts. Uh, but he, when he goes to do it with the lights, the rolling lightage thing, the lights go out in a rolling fashion, which can only mean one thing. So then, with the strobe lights start and all that shit, and Kane is standing there, and the fiend just appears behind him. It's just a great shot. Um, and Kane knows, because I'm assuming, you know, Kane has done this himself, so he should know that he's somewhere in the ring. Mandible claw, and he puts Kane out. 
and then you know all that music plays this scrapey horror music sounds and he crawls over to Rollins who was you know after being beaten down by five men in the corner and he's just laughing in his face and then you had the upside down video playing I love it yeah and the one thing they're getting with all this and I I copped it well I've copped it weeks ago but it was really good at Clash of Champions and the closing shot on Raw as well but the camera angles they're getting with this the visuals they're getting for his appearances are so inch perfect that it's adding so much to it it's already a great yeah. storyline it's a great character the production and the visual aspects of it are just phenomenal um, when they try there's nothing better than wwe when they really really try yeah and they're trying here it, and it's good this is this is an instance of their micromanaging of something working where they Probably. have everything down to such a fine detail and it's really drilling home how fucking terrifying this guy is. The look of terror on Rollins' face at the end. Some of the like, looks on people's faces when he just appears over their shoulder. When they're managing stuff like this and it's something good, it adds to it. It's just the other 95% of stuff they do with it that, yeah, not so good. I could, I could see younger kids literally being afraid of this dude. Oh, fuck it's the way they present him. It's cool. I mean, oh, flip, it yeah. It is cool. Oh, flip, yeah. I mean, yeah, Flip. Flip Gordon? Flip. Yes, Flip, that's it. Flip Gordon, yeah. <laughs> well, Rory, it's your own fault, okay? We're not going to, like, change just for you, you know? <laughs> we went a good five minutes uh, without one there, so that was... That was that, yeah. yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, back to the swearing. <laughs> um, so, I says to Mabel, I said. Um, but, yeah, no, the, the Fiend stuff was fantastic. If they beat him at Hell in a Cell, <laughs> if when? Rollins beat the Fiend, you think when? Yeah, I. No, I'm gonna go fuck finish. Oh, Flip finish. Hell in a cell. No, fuck finish. Fuck finish. <laughs> um, I have. A theory. I think if you go on, tell me. Well, I, I, got have a te- feeling. I have a theory about how the last two matches of Hell in a Cell are going to be. Uh, it's going to be the Becky match into the Fiend match. Um. Because we're going to have Becky and Sasha in a cell. Sasha wins the title and obliterates her. To a point where Rollins has to end up getting into the cell to check on Becky. And as he's checking on Becky and going to help her out of the ring. Hit the lights. (laughs) I don't know. I'd I'd nearly go a different way than that. I like their, their logic of tying the two together. But I'd have Becky win and Becky standing with the belt. And then the lights start to flicker. And then Bray comes in and puts her down with the Mandible Claw. And then Rollins comes in for the save. And that's how you lead into the next match. Yeah, but how do you think Rollins is going to feel about not him sticking something in his missus' mouth? <laughs> Jesus, Gardo. Oh, like L- Lana, Lana didn't mind Rusev sticking his something in someone else. But like... To be fair, it's after, 12, it's after noon now. So we can uh, get a little more blue, clearly. I, I, have a, I, have, I have a can. It's evening to me. It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, did you hear Corbin talking about this? He was getting death threats because of hitting the end of days on yeah. Becky. That's mad. People got into that. Yep. Just shows me that it worked. Yep. yep. Um, that would be cool if The Fiend starts messing with Becky. That would be interesting. But then again, no, you're you're painting her then as the fucking damsel in distress bullshit, which she's not, so... 
I don't know. It's in, you never know. Uh, you just realised she's not dropping that title until November at the earliest. She's on the cover of the video game. She's not holding the title oh, on the cover. So she'll be she's fine. Yeah. The problem last year was AJ you had want, the title. You didn't have the title. Oh, AJ had the title, didn't he? You didn't he? have the title on him on the cover. Who had the title that time? There was a whole thing. He had the no, title. He had the title, but he didn't have it on the cover. All right. No, nah, I, I think Sasha wins it. I think Sasha. I think Sasha would have make sense, but then you have two people on the cover, neither of which are champions, unless Roman is winning the title out of somewhere. Hmm. Wouldn't mind seeing Nakamura and Roman, to be honest, for the universe or the yeah, Intercontinental title. That'd, that'd be, be fun. Fucking flipping war. Flipping war. Um, but look, a lot of cool things happened this week. But the twenty four seven championship once again was great fun. Uh, apparently, the twenty four seven champion gets perks. So now they're trying to explain why they've never explained why you would want this title. They've never told you you get more money or maybe I've missed something down the line, but they've never kind of said, but like, why would you want this thing is always a question. It's just like it seems to be very intrusive in your life. Uh, But apparently you get perks like a tour of the University of Tennessee with Mary Glenn Jacobs. So that's always good. (laughs) They started talking about basketball stuff and Truth thinks he's Larry Bird. And I nearly lost my life laughing at that one. <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. Um, so Glenn, Mayor Glenn, says that uh, he's a limo waiting outside. That he's going to take him somewhere, some tour. Uh, Truth now thinks he's the president, which is was also quite good. So within five minutes, he's went from Larry Bird to the president. Uh, but Carmela looks suspicious, and she had right to be. Uh, Glenn Jacobs then shows Truth some stadium in Knoxville. I can't remember where it was. Home of the Volunteers, so Truth thinks it's for the Salvation Army. Uh, a stadium full of bell-ringing Santas was another good line. Um, Truth is then introduced to a police officer who turns out to be a ref named Mr. Burns, and an intro was born. <laughs> uh, Truth says he's a prior engagement, but he, you know he's got to run. He thanks everyone for their time, but then he runs straight into the goalpost, and <laughs> Mayor Glenn Jacobs pins Truth, and he runs away, singing to himself, I still got it. Clap, 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 <laughs> clap. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was so good. Uh, Glenn then, 24-7 mayor champion, Glenn arrives at the arena. And Truth was on top of the limo the whole time. That's <laughs> thing he was hanging on to the sunroof. Um, Truth rolls him up to win the title. Glenn goes to choke him out. But they have a truce. And uh, they just go watch and enjoy Monday Night Raw together. Good times with Truth and Glenn. Yeah, so good. And Kane's, uh, Glenn's comedic timing is fantastic. Uh, if only yeah. a wrestling company would sign him up. Cause yeah. <laughs> hot, hottest <laughs> free agent, Glenn Jacob. Literally. Whatever that, Glenn J- whatever that mayor thing has done, you should really look into <laughs> going into sports entertainment because he's got the comedic timing. Maybe um, he's the comedic timing NXT needs. He, there you go. He genuinely still has it too. He does, yeah. What is Glenn Jacobs doing in the Elite Zone? We're going to have to change. Their, wait till they come up with... They need to come up with a name for the Elite Arena or some shit so we can repurpose the Impact Zone joke. But <laughs> until that it. day. <laughs> until that day. <sighs> oh, AOP watch, lads. Yeah. The, the search is over. Yeah, they're no, no carpet AOP have been found. They're no carpet yeah. <laughs> or mafiosos or something. Like Arabic mafioso situation going on there it's it's fun Um, the crux of which was they had to leave the MMA world because no one would fight them and now no one will fight them in WWE 
So they're going to call they call the entire tag division out because they're fighters and that's how they make their living. They hurt people. It's cool. They hurt people. They hurt people. The it's like, yeah, yeah. probably best. That was a weird that. line, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And they doubled down on it because this was in Arabic or I'm not sure what language. It sounded Arabic to me. I'm not sure what language they speak. Um, but then it was in subtitles. Mm. So they had, someone had to physically type out, we hurt people in the ring. <laughs> it's not the best thing to say. No. About two green guys who are clearly very green. That, that'll um, be a meme the first time one of them botches something. Yep. When, sure will. When. Take note. Yep. <laughs> Raw 16th of September 2019 <laughs> um, Yeah um, oh, We never talked about the moment of the week then There I was Tuesday night was kind of about to go to bed New job you know I don't want to stay up too late in case I'm late and get sacked What a shame that would be to go back to my normal life Kofi's <laughs> um, doing his promo And he's a fighting champion Fitz <laughs> I'll let him finish. I was wondering where he's gone. What I do is, I just me. I've pulled their fate of them down so they can't hear them. Fitz, shout shout at the top of your voice there. Yeah, see, he's gone. It's great. Um, <laughs> I'll bring them back in there. Um, so yeah, Kofi's doing this promo. He's a fighting champion, and wasn't paying any attention it was just kind of just messing around on my phone while it was on Brock Lesnar's music hits and I'm like oh hello what's going on here um, so Paul Heyman is out with him and says Brock challenges Kofi for the title on the first episode of Smackdown on Fox Kofi accepts Brock goes in for a handshake which in turn turns into an F5 and this will be Brock's first match on TV since March 2004 where he beat Hardcore Holly Smack- 15 Smackdown years. TV no TV he hasn't had a match on TV in 15 years what yep he hasn't had a Fact. TV match he only re- back. he's only done pay-per-views yep what? only done pay-per-views yep well clearly he's getting a percentage of that Fox deal <laughs> he got the he got 200 million he's wrestled on more house shows than he has TV <laughs> yeah he's wrestling like random Mexico house shows and stuff like that where yeah. they did it to, to boost ticket sales they called him in um but yeah, Brock is winning that title on the first episode yeah. of Fox. I will say, I did say when he had money in the bank, he'd cash in on, he'd have a title match by cashing in on the first SmackDown. So I wasn't a mm-hmm. huge step off. No, but I think both of you said that. Yeah, I think we did that, to be fair. It's a, it's a different shark, Ted. It's a different shark. It's a different film. It's a different network. <laughs> different network. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. But I'm looking forward to that. Also, your reaction just shows why Lesnar is a thing yeah simple as your reaction as you, you said you're on your phone you're faffing about just doing whatever as I said you're getting ready to go to bed because it's like quarter past one or twenty past one in the morning next thing that music hits and straight away you drop whatever you're doing and you pay attention to what he's doing yep that's the, yep. That's the Lesnar effect mm-hmm. yeah and and you're so caught off guard it's I wouldn't have been as caught off guard on Raw, but SmackDown. Yeah. Lesnar is never on SmackDown. Yeah. Never. And that's why I was like, holy shit, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. It felt big. Yeah. Dave felt like a real star had showed up. Dave, Dave, Do you know that kind of way? Inadvertently built Lesnar to be the absolute super shit ton powerhouse that he is. Yeah. And just by paying him loads of money and, you know, pay, fighting on pay-per-views only, 
and crushing everybody. They never intended necessarily for him to be this entity, but that's what he is. He is money. Yeah. They tried to downplay him last year. Didn't work. Nope. Every time he comes back, if he's away for two months or whatever, the pop he gets is unbelievable. Yep. No, he shouldn't have the title for two years like he did and not show up on TV every week. That was torturous because the shows had no direction. When there was no path to a title, mm-hmm. the shows had no direction. It was torture. Yep, and I don't blame him That for is that. a problem. Yeah, but we said it here, I don't know how long ago, we're like, if Brock is on TV every week or every two weeks, sign me up. Mm-hmm. He's fucking, he's great. Yep. Uh, to be um, fair, he'd do it as well, I think. You know, ultimately, if you yeah, are, if, gotta pay it up. if you offer the man, whatever, seven million for two years to do 15 dates, uh, I will take that contract too, please. But if you offer the, mm-hmm. the, the man 15 million for two years and you're every second week, he'd probably take it as well. He's a mercenary. And the older he gets, the better negotiation, uh, the more negotiation falls on Vince's side. Yeah. The older Brock gets. Oh, yeah. fact. Like, if, if you want something yeah. that, you know, can go either way, you you, you got to put up for it. Sim- yeah. Simple as. And all, it's like, and all he has to do if Vince isn't talking money is, oh, I'm going to go talk to Dana White. And <laughs> boom, Vince just throws money. Yeah, it, he, he can now say, I'm going to talk to the elite. I'm going to talk to Tony. Tony has true. money. The money is there. It's like Undertaker last year or earlier this year when he was starting to do some indie shows or, you know, meet and greets and uh, scam cast and all that sort of stuff. Vince McMahon didn't want that to happen, so he put, took out the checkbook and paid the man. Yeah. He paid him up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And There's a lot of money flying around in that company. There's a lot of it. And the smart ones like Brock and Taker know that. Oh, they yeah. They know their worth. Especially with that Saudi gold coming in. And, oh, uh, that sweet, sweet Saudi gold! And they need to write that off somewhere quick so that it doesn't show up on the yeah. the, the shareholders. You know, they they really they really need to get that money paid out. Yeah. How much of a performers check do you reckon Triple H got for working that Saudi match? <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They probably you know how he sold a load of shares before they went public with the Fox deal. Mm. Wonder did did he get paid in here's your shares back <laughs> <laughs> for free? That could well, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's they they're gonna have to be careful with this now, especially with anyone big like that. They're gonna have to try lock them down, make sure that they're like negotiations. As I said, with Brock will fall more in Vince's favor as he gets older. But the fact of having all this competition out there, and the fact that yeah. Brock is still going to be a draw on the MMA side of things as well, even if it's only for a fight or two, Brock has a, a fairly strong hand to deal as well. He's yeah, I, I, to that. be fair. Oh, excuse me. Oh, morning time shows. Um, I, to be fair, I forgot. I forgot about AEW there completely. That I suppose it probably for, dis, disregard my comment. I suppose that does fall into. Imagine if Brock showed up in AEW. Can you imagine out of nowhere, here's what say Omega just after winning the title, next thing out of nowhere, Lesnar appears on the stage. Internet broke. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, there's a match. Oh my god. Can you imagine Brock and Kenny Omega? Oh, there is something to talk about. Kenny pulled a set. Oh he did. Mm. Oh he did. And the whatever about you know, he said something about what was it, the uh he'd be the main event and we're the real stars, they're just developmental stars. Because it's not a war, remember. It's not a war. Not a war. It's not a war, Gordo. Not, not a war. war. Not a war. Um, yeah, a stupid shit, stupid shit. But he's in character, I would assume. But anyway, stupid shit all the same. Um, the story really was, 
oh, well, you all shit on Sarah Rollins and you're not shitting on Kenny Omega. I was like, oh, I don't know what your times are, timelines are showing. I've seen a lot of people shitting on Kenny Omega. A lot, of, uh, peop- a lot of people. People were slow to it, but a lot of the people who shot on Rollins aren't now coming out to shit on Omega. Right. It's different people. So essentially, yeah. the, war is, the war is there because people are only shitting on one side or the other. You'll see that yeah. the, the logic I would apply to this, and I, I, I would still be firmly of the camp that, you know, it was a mistake. But Seth Rollins should have known better because he's coming from the, the more dominant position. And like uh, I think it was a Cornette said, you know, no, it was uh, fightful. If, uh, if you're number one, you don't talk about number two. And if you're number two, down. and if you're number two, you do not stop talking about number one. So that's kind of the logic that I would apply here. You know, WWE should not be referencing AW in any way, shape, or form, or acknowledging their existence. Electric Moving, chair. Electric chair being a prime example. <laughs> Moving NXT to live on on uh, on USA to coincide with AW, absolutely fine. They're not acknowledging it, but they're putting competition in to make it harder. Kenny Omega referencing NXT as a developmental show technically isn't wrong but he could have made a similar point in a much more professional manner you know as as i said i think it was in character and as rory said in the chat he's trolling i get that um to what end you know where is just to be a douche yeah but how like mess with people you're saying that in character but like what's the payoff of this character development is it within AEW? But he's the he's the alpha, you know. He's the um, but he's lost. So he's many the matches. main event, and these guys are no stars. I know, I know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but there's your AEW booking there, Fitz. Pew, pew, oh, pew, oh, don't get pew, me wrong. Pew, like, pew. <laughs> I, I, I'm having. I kid. What, I kid. I, I'm having what you're having here. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing, but I just don't understand the logic behind it. And I suppose we have to see how it plays out and see if it's something that happens again, mm. and if it becomes a thing then fair enough we can talk about it then but a one-off shoot for want of a better term hard hard to know the the logic behind it or the intention behind it yeah i should look rory saying as well rory reckons he wasn't in character he's just trolling which yeah i can see that too i was more talking about the the reaction on twitter was like oh you never said anything to kenny and you buried set and i was like no my timeline is full of people calling kenny omega cunt this week sorry Connor, sorry, Connor. Fire truck. <laughs> Call everyone a fire truck. You know? <laughs> Kenny Omega is a massive fire truck, according to my time. Except for Ryan Satin. He's a see you next Tuesday. Yep. Yep, he sure is. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Look. Saturday morning wrestling. If we only got out of bed in time, it wouldn't be nearly one o'clock. Yeah, Gordo. Uh, get over yourself I nearly died <laughs> it's true yeah. nearly being the operative word there yeah yeah I'll never die nearly yeah but did you die um, <laughs> I technically died that time when I stopped breathing a couple of years ago in the hospital uh, imagine the world imagine the world be a much safer place <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, no, I was dealing with a message there um yeah, uh, I, I actually can't wait to listen back to this because it seemed like either a really... Well, no, it was funny. I'm sure it was funny, but just madness. There was parts where we were talking shit and then wrestling and talking shit and that's all over the place. It's going to be fun. Looking forward to listening to this back. And Kira's Lockatolia traffic reports should also be good. Um, 
But yeah, um, plugs, Gordo. I don't have the music loaded up because I still haven't put any work on it and it sounds a bit shit. So. Hey, yeah, well, we can have wow. a little quick Saturday morning plug. So, um, yeah, if people do want to... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my mind went places there. Yeah, places my we can't talk about. Places. The children listening. Yeah, uh, it's children listening at the moment. Fire truck. So if people do want to hear more about fire trucks, uh, they can... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, or you know just listen to more of us here at the alleged wrestling podcast they can get us on all good podcast apps for on wait 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 breaking news breaking news sorry to interrupt the plugs he's not listening curse away oh crap so fuck everything Uh, Ryan Satin is a cunt Ryan Satin is a cunt Uh, fire trucks are also cunts Uh, (laughs) but uh, if you want to hear more about all of the different people in the world that we think are cunts you can get us on all good podcast apps we're on SoundCloud we're on Stitcher TuneIn we're on iTunes we're on Google Podcasts Uh, we're also on Wrestling Soup Network it's WrestlingSoup.com listen to some of the other podcasts on there they don't need our help but listen to the wrestling soup themselves uh they really don't need our endorsement they're doing fine by themselves but uh they're yeah. they're uh, a, a great bunch of lads they're some fantastic content every week um yeah they're well worth a listen to anyone who doesn't already listen to them i think most of the lads already do uh if you want to get more of our wrestling coverage you can get us on twitter it's ash two bit wrestling we're on there tweeting the memes having the lols talking about who we think are fire trucks um, yeah, join us. <laughs> Have fun. Join what do you us. think of the fire truck? <laughs> it's the name of the show now. Fire trucks. <laughs> the alleged fire truck podcast. <laughs> oh man, good times. That was fun. Um, next week, who knows what time? <laughs> I'm working. It's it's penciled in for Saturday again, but it's not. I don't think it works this early. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, we'll see. I'm working next Saturday night. Okay. Oh. I work until nine next Friday, so that means ten o'clock by the time I get into town. Which means you'd be going live really late on Friday. Which I don't know. Uh, I maybe probably Saturday again next week. Yeah, possibly. Possibly, possibly. But um yeah, as usual. Uh good times. And thanks to Mish for the kind words actually from Wrestling Soup. Yes. Uh, yes, it He is a good brother in the war against pricks. And uh, yeah, say good night, oh. Wait, good night, oh. That doesn't work anymore. The whole thing is fucked. <laughs> the whole show is fucked. Um, Kenny? Uh, it doesn't work. My mammy? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good, I'll just, uh, good, good afternoon. <laughs>